Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I'm Luke Owen. I'm Ollie Davis. How are you, mate? I'm doing good. Just pranked, pranked someone. <laughs> Did a YouTube prank. Such YouTube pranks. Oh, yeah. Adam in the office. Yep. Having to do a music video punishment this for another like, channel. I was going to say, this feels like content for the other podcast. Yeah, just what you podcast. ask me how I am. That's it's immediately what I've done. Right, we'll discuss that on a different podcast. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about, Lexel's merch left a comment on last week's video oh, that said, oh, Wow, you are not mucking about there. You're straight into the comments. Well, what, what would you like to No, you're about? right, you're right. We uh, shouldn't talk about the thing I, I was doing on another channel. <laughs> Lexel's merch says, Eternals was very fun. An absolutely gorgeous piece of cinema mm. to look at. Glad I rushed my friends to see it sooner rather than later. I was on such a good run going to see all the movies at the start of this month. I saw June. I saw French Dispatch. I saw something else that I can't remember now. And I just, I just haven't been back to the cinema since Eternals. So I haven't seen Eternals. I haven't yet seen Ghostbusters, even though it came out. I oh know it comes out today. To, today so that actually, we're recording this. Actually, that's okay. Yeah. It's only like special people like mm. me that got to see it a bit early. <laughs> but Spencer, I still really want. I really want to see Spencer. Yeah, I'm just going to have to take a day off and <laughs> smash that unlimited card. You need to just knuckle down yeah. and just try a little bit harder. I've got a kit, and I'm still swanning off to the cinema. Are you tracking how many films you've seen this year? I've not been as up to date on my Letterboxd. Like, I started off mm. the year so strong with my Letterboxd, particularly because I was doing an, a, you know yet another MCU rewatch, and I was doing it like in timeline order. So I thought, this will be it. I'm going to get like a definitive ranking and scoring of them. And I really just fell off a cliff and stopped like tracking all the films I went to go and see. But did you finish all of those? Yes. Uh, well, yeah. that's a good quarter of the hundred films. I don't... Oh, you might not... I always try and watch a hundred films a year. Yeah, well, okay. I was gonna Sorry, say. yeah, I, sh I should have <laughs> set that up at the start. How far are you into yours? I am currently 81, I think. Well, that's not bad with, like, what, six wow. weeks left of the year? Obviously, Christmas week, you can hammer out two a day. Easy. Easy. But I, I, I want to be ahead of myself. You know, it's it's late November now, or mid-November, and you got to... Ideally, I'd have 10 films left, mm. and I could go over the amount required yeah. that I've set myself. Uh, well, Random Sheep says, I'm glad Luke liked The Eternals. I thought I was the only one. Great content, guys. A lot of people really like The Eternals, yeah. and you have to start to think the sort of more negative reactions to it maybe were overblown. So we were talking about Black Adam last week and Berto here says I find it very hard to believe that The Rock will even allow himself to go 50% evil with Black Adam he cultivates this nice guy uh, to all persona Black Adam has ripped people in half and been a tyrant calling it now heroes will miscommunicate fight then big uh, then big bad with insert item here will show up the JSA and Black Adam will join forces to fight said big bad that's the Warner Brothers way <laughs> Batman v Superman for a bit, and then they team up. Uh, but Black Adam, to me, is a tweener character anyway. He should be 50%. He is uh, a, a bad guy to Shazam, hate Shazam, but really he's got his own moral code. Uh, often that steps on the wrong side of the rest of the Justice League, but ultimately you can see his reasons. It's to protect Kandak, really. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, uh, this week we're not talking about DC. We're talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man, because he's got a new trailer out. Here it is. We're going to watch it and give you some live reactions. Look out. Here comes the Cine World podcast. Are you ready now? I have genuinely not watched this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's made me resent doing this show with you because I couldn't <laughs> watch it when it came. Was it yesterday uh, that it came yeah, out? Yes, so the trailer came out yesterday, so we're recording this on a Thursday. I had the same thing. And look, I'm, I'm obsessed with Twitter as well. Like, do you know how hard it is to go on Twitter, scroll past anytime someone's got a screen grab from this stupid trailer? I have not, I do not know a single thing. The last thing I saw from this world was, hello, Peter. And not only that, there were like supposedly leaked images from this trailer as I well. I haven't seen those either. And I haven't seen those either. I've heard what they were. So let's see if those. Well, I haven't even true. heard what they are. Well, I, well, I can tell you about. Them okay, later I know on. the rumors. I know the rumors that Andrew Garfield's going to turn up. That Tobey Maguire's going to turn up. Mm -hmm. Other classic Spider-Man villains like Reciffens as the Lizard. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one? I do remember. Yeah, that one. Classic yeah, yeah, yeah. One. I mean, number one, right? It's, well, it's not my... Is it your personal I think favorite? it'd be number one. Yeah? yeah? You think of all the great cinematic Spider-Man villains, it's Risa fans as the... Amazing uh, Spider-Man, yeah. Can't beat it. Yeah. yeah. Remember that article you once wrote about the Amazing Spider-Man? How much I hated it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, let's watch uh, this brand new trailer right now. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. Seen all this so far. Yeah, it's when MJ found out. It's when he's had a good week. Find the train. When you botched that spell, where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker well, Spider-Man. You botched the spell? Botched? Well, it was you, Strange. We started getting some visitors. The okay, Goblin. Okay, yeah, okay. Seen this? Green yeah, Goblin on the glider as well. View there. There's Electro. Black suit Spider-Man. That's Doc Ock. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm familiar with all this so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. This is great stuff. You're not Peter Parker. Oh. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto. <gasps> They're teaming up! They're, They're teaming, teaming up! up. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? Oh, wow, cool. Because Otto was always a good guy. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, this is kind of your mess. I know a couple magic words myself, starting with the word please. <laughs> please. Scooby-Doo this crap. Trying to get that on the t-shirt. Yeah. James Henry Jameson. Yes. Oh, is he also from? No, no, he was in... Dimension? Was, we'll talk about that in a minute, but he was in the second movie. Yes. Goblin. Post the peak reds. Yeah. Oh. A fight between Spider-Man and Strange. That'd be fun. Why can't superheroes get along? <laughs> Even when they're on the same team. <gasps> it's like, that was like Stark Tech 
Otto Octavius. Oh, that was Jamie Foxx. As Electro. I love the Doctor Strange. Willem Dafoe. Ah, that's is that the third Green Goblin? Yeah. The second Green Goblin? I don't think you can use them anymore. Lizard, Sandman. Sandman. Oh my God, it's everyone. There he is, there's the lizards. Holy crap. <laughs> MJ falling, very Spider-Man. Oh, beautiful redo of the shot from Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man. What's happening? They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. And I can't stop them. Who's coming through? Spider Monday. <laughs> so we've just watched the trailer, but we've also had there's a bit of a cut there, as they call it in the industry, because someone in our office was just telling us then that that final moment there where the lizard is jumping across, he is not aiming for the only Spider-Man that is on screen. So is this a case that we've got a digitized version of this trailer where they have removed one of the Spider-Men from that shot? What, but who could the other Spider-Man be? Well, probably Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, long rumoured. You know what? Watching that trailer... What if it's Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy as Spider-Man? That was Venom. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but having watched that, that trailer... Yeah, give me your thoughts. All, all of the villains, mm -hmm. which, is, which is really, really cool to see, I I'm not clamouring for all the Spider-Man as well. Like, I could very quite happily have a forbidden door of just villains coming through. Uh, as cool as it would be to see on screen with those. On that lizard moment, though, I'm a big fan of that idea because I like anything that could be a thumbnail on YouTube. Mm. So... You're going to yellow circle that, that <laughs> blank space, right? No, I don't, yellow I, arrow. I'm, I'm not sure that's going to be the thumbnail I choose for this. We've cracked it, guys, <laughs> on the text on the of text. the thumbnail. Me so, and you. Uh, so overall uh, thoughts, outside of YouTube thumbnails, what are your overall thoughts of the trailer? I, okay, first third of the trailer, seen it already, very excited, but nothing new. Middle part of the trailer, yes, Doc Ock and Spider-Man teaming together. I'm, that's, that's so good. That's all I needed. Yeah. So then you add on top of that all the other stuff. But really the bit that got me was... Doc, Doc Ock and Spider-Man teaming up because Doc Ock has got one of the best character arcs in all of superhero movies oh, yeah. in Spider-Man 2. And he works so well because by the end of that film, he's like, you understand his motives and he's a good guy at heart. He just, you know, like try and rob a few banks and put a lot of people in danger. Well, it's not his fault that the thing he broke. Like he, he specifically put the thing on the arms to stop himself from going mad. And that thing broke. Yeah. It's not his fault. <laughs> well, you know, he did, He took a few choices that didn't pan out. He should he, probably take responsibility. And I think he does. Yeah. By the end. By the end. So I always think of Doc Ock, especially when we see, you know, Hello Peter at the end, you're like, oh, it is evil Doc Ock in fight scene mode. But now this, this is a more complete character arc through the, you know, two decades of other movies. 
So yeah. that feels nice. So we there's been a lot of rumors about this movie. We have we didn't get them in this trailer. Things like Matt Murdock as Daredevil being the lawyer, the other Spider-Man and stuff. Rampant speculation. Well, so you know those leaked photos? Okay. They did have Matt Murdock as Daredevil in the trailer. What so, do you mean Charlie Cox? Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Oh. So that was like there was that and a photo of the three of the Spider-Men standing side by side. So either it could be photo- how, how legit are they? That's exactly yeah. it. Right? Like it could have just been leaked photos that are proven to be false, or they were leaked photos and then they were like, let's just remove those mm-hmm. from the uh, the trailer now. Because like this again hasn't shown us the Spider-Men altogether. If that's even the if case. If that's even the case, what they have shown us though is the thing that I didn't expect from this movie, that I didn't know I wanted, as you pointed out, is that Spider-Man Doc Ock team up. And that moment when Doc Ock gets the Stark tech mm. into his I'm like, oh that's that's really cool. And there's a line in that trailer that I absolutely loved, which was what the people that are coming through are ghosts of Spider-Man's past. They're all people that were beaten by Spider-Man who are now looking for revenge on a Spider-Man. And I think that's... Any Spider-Man. Any Spider-Man they can get their hands on. (laughs) You're not Peter. Oh, but like, you know, Doc Ock actually would be, I I guess uh, Norman Osborn knows that it's Peter Parker who's Spider-Man. He knows what... His Peter Parker looks like. Yeah, as does so everybody Hulk. else is just yeah making an innocent mistake of multiverse and identity. <laughs> well, either that, they've just come through and be like, man, I couldn't kill Andrew Garfield, but this one's a weedy one. Maybe I can kill <laughs> this one instead. Because like they're all dead, right? They all died yeah. in their movies. So uh, are we like taking them from this multiverse at the point just before they died, at the point just before Spider Man beat them? It's, yeah, I. And what about J. Jonah J. Jameson? Mm-hmm, yeah. J. Jonah J. He J- was in the, Triple J. He was in the P creds mm. for the second Spider-Man movie, and now is officially J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU, but was also J. Jonah Jameson in the Raimi verse. So I always thought, oh, that's a nice bit of casting. They've just brought him back for a new separate continuity. There's literally no one else who can play that role. Yeah, but with all of the other stuff that's happening now. Could he actually be some kind no. of silver surfer no, I, I, <laughs> herald of the invasion? It's actually J. Jonah Jameson yes, is, yes. The, is the man who's going to bring forth oh. the multiverse. Yeah. Either that or I want a scene between the MCU J. Jonah Jameson and the Raimiverse J. Jonah Jameson. Comes through as well. Yeah. That would be funny. I mean, they're, they're exactly the same character. It looks like. Yeah. Well, now we've got two of them. What's better than one J. Jonah Jameson? Six J. Jonah Jamesons. On a podcast. <laughs> Talking about how much they hate Spider-Man. The other thing to note from this trailer as well, I saw one of the things I did see people talking about on Twitter yesterday was like, this film looks like it has too much in it. Like, you it's know, the third movie. It's the third movie. You've done all the groundwork of most character setups. But there's like six to eight villains now in this movie. I would say all of that stuff in the nighttime bit, in that sort of like, you know, whatever that dome area they were in, that's the final act of the movie. Mm, mm. So I think like the lizard, Sandman, uh, essentially like the Green Goblin and mm. all this sort of stuff, like that is all the final act of this movie. And this is just, this is what Sony do with their trailers. They give you the third act of the movie within the trailers to be like, you want to come see this, right? And every time we go like, yeah, I do. It looks like you're, you're doing far too much. And they're like, no, no, no. No, I'm showing you all the tricks. Yeah, yeah. You but wanna... maybe there's a few, you know, I can't stop them. It's coming! So I think we're looking at the first third of the movie is Spider-Man being like, 
oh, gee, willikers, I don't want people to know that I'm the Spider-Man anymore. And then he goes to see Dr. Stephen Strange. He's like, gee, willikers, Dr. Stephen Strange, sir, be really swell if you can make people forget that I'm the Spider-Man, yo. Then the second act is Spider-Man and Doc Ock teaming up together. Uh -huh. And then the third act is all of the villains coming through, probably then with Maguire and Garfield joining the fray. Because I can't stop them coming through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, maybe they come in and they help Spider-Man with Doc Ock, Dream Team, Forbidden Door, etc. Unless Tobey Maguire doesn't come through as good Spider-Man. <gasps> because who is the greatest villain but Spider-Man himself? Memeing it up, <laughs> emo Spider-Man, swooping Spider his hair down, leading the Sinister Six. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, but really, as we all know, that end line there when he's like, "I can't stop them," it's the X-Men. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, it's probably the X-Men. No, right? it's Sony. No, of course, yeah. Well, it's, it's all under the Marvel umbrella now. It's just the X-Men. I don't think. <laughs> do no, you're right. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the Fantastic Four. You're right. You're right. <laughs> So, I mean, you're excited the film comes out next month. It's too soon. Like I said before, I'm used to, pre-pandemic, I'm used to getting a trailer at a Comic-Con and then having to wait two years until it comes out. Yeah. But like, you know, like this, what DC did a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Like Matrix Revolutions and stuff. Not Matrix Revolutions. I can see that if I want. <laughs> Matrix. Resurrection. Resurrection. It's just, it's happening too soon. So I, I, I can't even, my head can't even accept that it's happening next month. I'm very excited. Out this week, it's finally here. I've waited for this film a long time. I'm happy for you, buddy. Thank you. King Richard is finally on the big screen. <laughs> Damn it! You did the thing I do. Well done. No, you no, got no. Me. Yeah, it's Ghostbusters Afterlife, of course. We'll talk about King Richard in just a second. But Ghostbusters Afterlife, it's here, directed by the son of the original director. It's a family. This is a family movie. It's a, it's a film about family and legacy, which is so beautifully mirrored then by the, the directing mm. choice of this. And it is like, of course, I, I cried during the trailers. I cried during every single trailer. That, like they released, when they first announced this movie, it was literally just, it was like the Elmer Bernstein score from the original movie and a shot of a car covered in tarp and then tarp lifts up a little bit and reveals the Ghostbusters logo. Cried then. Cried during the first trailer. Cried during the second trailer. Went to see the pictures. Cried again. I mean, this time in 270 degrees. In a good way. Yes, completely yeah, 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 in a good yeah. way. Yeah, it was just pure emotion and happy tears. And it is, it's gorgeous. The other thing to say about it, like, obviously, you know, look at what I'm wearing. Oh, look. I am wearing Ghostbusters merchandise. I'm a, you know, I'm a mark for this sort of thing. Like, I am the target audience for this movie. This movie is made for people like me, but I don't think it's just for me. I think families can go and see this movie because, like, it's catching ghosts. And what's not fun about that? <laughs> like, it's still like, you know, it's still people catching ghosts. And that's what the appeal of the first one was, was watching people trap these ghosts in these sort of very fun ways. And kids will enjoy that as well. So I think this is, this is a film that is just like pandering to fans of the original. Though there is a lot of like Easter eggs and stuff in there for the original. It is very much like anyone can go and enjoy this film. Oh, and the eye candy. Mm. Paul Rudd. Oh, he's sexiest. He's okay. Mm. Sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. Do it he heading up another blockbuster movie. Oh, when he made the announcement that he was joining the film as well, and it was just him standing outside, yeah. hook and ladder eight. Oh, wonderful stuff. And he's terrific in the movie. Like mm. the whole cast is, is really, really great in the movie. And like it's 
it's everything that I wanted it to be and more. So a friend of mine was talking about this film the other day, and he said that if this film had come out before the pandemic, which is like it was supposed to, it was supposed mm. to come out last year, um, he said if this had come out before, I might have been more critical of the movie because, you know, it's, a, it's Ghostbusters 3. I want this, 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 and this, and this. But like now that we've gone through this pandemic, what I really want is comfort viewing. And that it was that for me. It was everything I wanted to be. It was this big hug in a mug. But also it's just this brilliantly, wonderfully mm. fun adventure. I, I cannot recommend it enough. But if catching ghosts isn't your thing, you can go and check out King Richard, which we had an unlimited screening mm. for just the other week. So should we read out some of the reaction that we had from that? Why not? Dave Billingsley, I'm not a tennis fan in any way, shape or form, but I found myself transfixed. Brilliant performances by all the cast, led by Will Smith at his best. Whether it's been released too early for Oscar to pay attention remains to be seen, but it would be absolutely deserving of it. Memento Mori says, Brilliant and heartwarming film. Loved the accuracy of the casting. Fantastic performance from Will Smith, as per usual. Loved it. Definitely check it out if you can. Karen Woodham, Brilliant film. Will Smith was great in his role, and the rest of the cast certainly brought the story to screen. Well worth checking out when it gets its release in cinemas. Mandy said, Absolutely incredible, sensational film. Loved it. Love unlimited card and screenings because we see films I normally would miss. And Josh Barton says, hashtag King Richard is an absolute triumph of a sports film. A story about believing in yourself to make it to the top. This is the best Will Smith has been in years. And Sania Sidney gives him a run for his money as Venus Williams loved it. And you can also check out this week, Spencer, The Eternals, Dune, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and No Time to Die. I think we know what my pick of the week is, but have you got anything? Are you going Ghostbusters Afterlife? Are you going King Richard? Are you going something else? I'm gonna go Ghostbusters Afterlife because I'm seeing it on Saturday and I, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You've seen it in IMAX? I'm seeing it in the IMAX in Leicester Square again. That's really cool. So I, so I saw it in the it's 270 big. degree screen and mm. it was like really cool. But like, I think in, on IMAX it'll be awesome. I think I'm just gonna watch all my films in IMAX now. Yeah. Yeah, there's no other way. After Dune, it's like, <laughs> maybe that sets unrealistic expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely Ghostbusters. But there's so many more movies coming out in the rest of the year. There's Encanto from Disney. That's previewing from Wednesday next week. House of Gucci, which has been everywhere. Mm. You heard the Lady Gaga stuff? I have not heard well, the Lady she, Gaga stuff. She's playing like one of the lead roles. Mm. And she spoke Italian for eight months to get into character. Oh, that's, that's dedication. Try acting. <laughs> you know, you don't have to pretend that much. <laughs> it's acting, Jeez, isn't it? Gaga. And of course, it's finally here, Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's so big and he's wait. so red. It's like these chairs. This is IMAX. This, <laughs> this is an IMAX film. Yeah. For 4DX, if I could put every different format into one screen and experience, 4DX, IMAX, ScreenX, any others? Super screen. Super screen, all of them at the same time, Clifford the Big Red Dog. For me, it's Encanto is the uh, the film that I'm really excited about. Like, you know, House of Gucci looks really, really cool. Lady Gaga is obviously awesome. But like Encanto, I, I'm, I mean, Disney are on fire mm. at the moment. They've, they haven't had a bad, they've had a really good run of movie space. They haven't had a bad movie in the bunch as of late for, for my money. And I know some people who've seen it already and have said like, it's really good. So I'm going to be checking this out next Wednesday if I can do. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. We talked about these last week, but our special screens are coming up very soon, including 
Rocky IV, the director's cut. I still haven't seen it. Well, of course you, because you're waiting to see the director's yeah, cut on the big screen. Yeah, you should go and see it, shouldn't I? But you need to watch, like, are you going to watch two and three in the lead up to watch Yeah, because I haven't seen those either. Yeah. I should do. And three's um, great. It's got um, Clubber Lang in it and um, uh, Hulk Hogan. This is the director's cut. Does that mean... What does that mean? So, well, the, it, it means that the More robot... Montages. The robot... Well, actually, here's the thing. So the robot has been removed. But because the robot has been removed and, like, he's taken out some of the other stuff, a friend of mine went to go see, like, a preview of the director's cut and he said it goes from one montage straight into another montage. <laughs> Excellent. So, and Rocky Fall was nothing but montages. Mm. Like, it was, like, montage, bit of exposition, montage, exposition. I think what, like, Slice Stallone's looked at me like, there's an awful lot of talking in this movie. Let's remove some of this talking and just do more training montages. I like that. And I know you're super excited about this. The 3rd to the 5th of December on IMAX. Oh it's God. your format of choice currently, The Matrix. Perfect rewatching before The Matrix Resurrections. I might do, I might do the whole bunch again. I could see this in IMAX. It's one of my favourite movies of all time. It's, it's the film I've watched more than any other because I did just watch it every day for two weeks in the summer holidays when I was a bored kid and it was too hay fevery outside. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know if I have to watch the other two. I could watch half, if I just get rid of all the Zion scenes. Maybe what you could do is go onto YouTube and watch uh, everything you need to know from two know and three. Stuff, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I cannot wait for The Matrix. Yeah. I keep forgetting it's happening so soon. On the 7th of December, we've got The Nightmare Before Christmas. And of course, we've got the Harry Potter Marathon running from the 4th of December all the way through to the 12th of December. Uh, I think I asked you this last week. What's your favourite one? Oh, did you ask me this last week? I might not then, in fact, actually. Maybe I asked myself I'm this last change. week. change. I would probably go for Azkaban. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, Goblet of Fire, actually. So I think you and I mm -hmm. will probably be there December 5th because that's <laughs> our two favourite ones back to back. And then on my birthday, the 14th of December, possibly the greatest film ever made, Elf, mm -hmm. is being shown on the big screen. It's up there, isn't oh, it? Oh, so I'm actually getting a bit serious just thinking about it. I might just be thinking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Are you, like, are you okay? I've just had a kid. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, I think that <laughs> might have something to do with it. But also, it's like, it's Elf, isn't it? Yeah. It's just beautiful. And for the event cinema, we've got Anything Goes on the 28th of November. Christmas with Andre on the 4th of December. And the Met Opera Live's performance of Eurydice on the 4th of December. And you saw those tweet reactions to King Richard. They came from the unlimited screening of it. And we've got another unlimited screening of Pirates on the 23rd of November. Do you know what I love about unlimited screenings? You know what you're getting. Yes. It's not a surprise mystery thing. No. It's just a film before the release that you can get before everyone else. I, I know exactly what I'm getting into when I go and see this movie, and that gets a big thumbs up from me. Franklin here says, uh, guys, Black Adam is Shazam's arch nemesis, not Superman. Someone should explain to Rock that he should be shouting out Shazam. Well, you know, that's... What we expect, look, that story last week was just based off of someone sending Dwayne Johnson a picture, well, a comic book panel of Black Adam meeting Superman, and then Henry Cavill doing in another interview, ah, I could come back for Superman. I've got the cape in the closet. Like he always says. Can't stop him for saying it. And I, so, I, yeah, obviously, you should have a Shazam versus Black Adam movie first. But then eventually, down the line, yeah, chuck them in with the Justice League. Yeah. Uh, and you'll be pleased to know, Bad Dog Reviews, Boss Baby 2, Man of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
That makes sense. Yeah. Today they're a baby. Tomorrow they're a man. Oh, Boss Baby, what a film. Have you actually seen the first Boss Baby? No. It's so good. Yeah? It's like, oh, I've got to put my my laptop onto mute. Again, mm. every time that we record the Cineworld podcast, when we do the video version of it, because we're often reacting to trailers, we watch it on my laptop. So I'll set my laptop up and we watch the video on my laptop because we're so technologically advanced oh, yeah. here in the in the office. And we do that. We then go to record something else. And I'm like, here's an excellent bit of spiel that I'm doing. All of a sudden, my laptop, because someone will text me. You're a popular guy. And WhatsApp pops up onto my laptop. WhatsApp. <laughs> being like, my mum being like, how's the kids? I'm like, not now, mum. I'm trying to talk about Spider-Man. That's better than my dad. My dad will usually text, you know, like, beware of scams or... <laughs> Or like I've just been scammed again, so please do be wary. Stay away from the A3. <laughs> it is gridlock. Dad, I haven't driven a car in four years. I cycled to work in London. Yeah, but trust me, avoid the A3. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying before that? I got sidetracked because you this got being sidetracked by, oh, by a noise. Boss baby. Boss baby. Oh, dude, it's so it's genuinely brilliant. Yeah, I I think the first film is uh, it's a triumph. So, uh, boss, ba- it's a baby that is elected to no. run a company. No, so a Fortune five hundred company. He- here is the genius mm. of Boss Baby. It's all in the kid's head. So the kid set like right at the start of the movie. The kid is set up to be like the older of the two, to have an overactive imagination, and then this new arrival comes into his house. So in his head. The baby is like talking to him stuff and it is like boss baby. Oh, the new baby is the boss baby. Yeah. And do you feel like, you know, as a as a recent DAD, mm-hmm. does it speak more to you now? Or, or had you seen this movie pre-baby? This, I had seen this film pre-baby. Still loved it. I absolutely loved it. I have not watched it since becoming a father. But I have noticed there are certain things now that I watch that hit me slightly differently. <laughs> Like I was watching, I was joking with my mum about this during the pandemic. Me and my wife rewatched ER, mm. and um, I was like, "Man, you know, in the nineties, I just thought it was like a cool TV show. Hits so much different now that I'm married and in love. Mm. Like, because like when, when loved ones die on that show, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's you're, you're totally right. Like as a kid, when you watch stuff, you you get, oh yeah, it's sad for someone's partner to die. Yeah, definitely, that looks awful. But then when you grow up and you get a partner and you're like, I love you more than anything. <laughs> and, you know, you've been together eight years. I, lo- I love you very much. Yeah. Uh, Talk about me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, that it, it adds an extra element to watching those movies. That's how I am with kids. You know, I, I bet it's awful to lose a kid in a film or, like, those moments of jeopardy. I'm fully there. But it's, I'm nowhere near the level as someone with a kid, I imagine. I well, don't yeah. have that much empathy <laughs> unless it affects me personally. Uh, well, to what affects me personally is people leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yes. That would be lovely. So, yeah, please do leave a review on this podcast. Tell your friends about this podcast as well because we really enjoy doing this extra bit of waffle content. Um, thank you so much for listening to this show. We will be back next week with another edition of What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I've been Luke Owen. Oh, so I, I will one day... Remember to say my own name. But it ain't today, kid. I'm Luke Owen too. <laughs> That's been what's on. <laughs>